Well, the Advent calendar had to experience a little bit of a delay because of um, winter flu visiting me. So here comes December 3rd. Like running before the wind or like rushing down an escalator. Joachim woke up early on December 3rd. The Donner Duck clock hanging above his desk said a quarter to seven. Mama and Papa would not be up for another half an hour. He remembered that he dreamed about something strange, but he was not quite sure what. It had had something to do with the angel Ephiriel and the land. He sat up in bed and looked closely at the magic advent calendar. At the top of the picture, several angels were floating down through the clouds in the sky. One of them was blowing a trumpet. That was to wake up all the sheep and the shepherds, of course. Joachim imagined that the angel on the right of the picture must be the angel Ephiriel. He looked just like Joachim thought Ephiriel might look. Suddenly he noticed that that angel was smiling at him, lifting an arm as if trying to wave at Joachim. The angel in the picture looked clearer than yesterday. Joachim got up on the bed and opened the door with the number three on it. He saw a tiny picture of a vintage car. He had seen that kind of old car at the Technical Museum with Grandpa. Joachim didn't understand what a vintage car could have to do with Christmas, but he picked up the thin sheet of paper that had fallen out of the calendar. He snuggled down under the covers and began to read. The second sheep. Elizabeth and the angel Ephiriel went on running after the little lamp. Soon they left the woods behind and were going down a narrow country lane. In the distance, thick smoke rose from some tall factory chimneys. There's a town, said Elizabeth. That's Halden, explained the angel. We are fairly close to Sweden. Suddenly they heard a clatter right behind them. Elizabeth turned and saw an old car heading toward them. In the car sat a man wearing a hat and a coat. He had a black herd and looked a little like the picture of her great-grandfather on the mantelpiece at home. As the car passed them, the man honked the horn and saluted with his hat. Look at that car, exclaimed Elizabeth. It must be really old. On the contrary, I think it was probably brand new, said Ephiriel. Elizabeth sighed. I've always thought angels were much cleverer than humans, but you don't seem to know much about cars. Still, she didn't want to quarrel with the angel, so she went on. But I suppose you don't drive cars in heaven. I imagine God has forbidden any kind of pollution. Ephiriel pointed to a large pile of logs. Sit down here, he said. You deserve a short rest, and there's something important I have to tell you about our journey to Bethlehem. Elizabeth sat down and looked up at the angel. Don't you get tired too, she asked. The angel shook the head. No, angels don't get tired, because we are not made of flesh and blood. When you get tired, it's your flesh and blood that feel it most. Elizabeth felt a little embarrassed that she had thought angels could get tired. If they had been able to, they surely wouldn't have the strength to fly up and down between heaven and earth. That must be very far, maybe even farther than Bethlehem. Exactly where are we going, my dear, asked the angel. To Bethlehem, replied Elizabeth. Very well, 
And what are we going to do there? We are going to pat the lamp, the angel nodded, and we'll welcome the baby Jesus into the world. He was called God's lamp. That was because he was just a kind of an innocent as a little lamb's fleece is soft. Elizabeth shrugged. This was something she'd never thought about. But it's not enough just to travel to Bethlehem, the angel continued. We have to travel a thousand years back in time too. That's because when you started to run after the lamb, just about the length of time had passed since Jesus was born. We'll try to get there at the moment when the great wonder happens. Isn't it absolutely impossible to travel back in time? Elizabeth asked. Ephira shook his head. No, absolutely no. Nothing is impossible for God. And I'm here as God's messenger. So practically, nothing is impossible for me either. We have a small part of the long way behind us already. Down there you see Halden. And we are at the beginning of the 20th century after Jesus' birth. Can you understand that? Elizabeth's eyes widened and she nodded. I think so, and that means the vintage car wasn't so old after all. No, it may have been brand new. I'm sure you noticed how proud the driver was when he honked his horn. Not very many people own cars at this time. Elisabeth simply sat and stared, and the angel Ephiri continued. It would have taken a very long time to run to Bethlehem in a straight line, but we are also running diagonally down through history. So in a way, we are going downhill all the time. It's like running before the wind, or like rushing down an escalator. Elizabeth nodded. She was not at all sure she understood everything the angel said, but she understood enough to realize how clever it all was. How do you know we are at the beginning of the 20th century? The angel raised his arm and pointed to a gold watch on his wrist. It was decorated with a row of shining pearls. On its face, it said 1916. It's an angel watch, he explained. It isn't quite as accurate as other watches, but in heaven we are not too particular about all those hours and minutes. Why not? We have the whole of eternity to see to, replied the angel. Besides, we never have to catch a bus to get to work on time. Now Elizabeth understood why the church clock had only stuck three, even though it had been six or even seven o'clock when she ran from the shop and why the snow had disappeared and it had suddenly become summer. She had run backward in time. You began running along the diagonal path as soon as you started chasing the lamp, continued the angel Ephiria. That's when the long journey through time and space began. Another car approached them from the opposite direction. It left such a cloud of dust and sand behind it that it made Elizabeth cough. When the dust cloud had settled, she pointed up at the road. There's our lamp again, but now there's a grown sheep as well. The angel nodded. Verily, I say unto you, that sheep is going to Bethlehem too. With that, they began to run. When Elizabeth and Ephiriel had caught up with the lamp and the sheep, Both of them bounded on as well. Little lamp, little lamp, coaxed Elizabeth. But the lamp and the sheep would not be coaxed into standing still. They were going to Bethlehem. They were going to Bethlehem. They passed the outskirts of Halden. They paused for a moment 
and looked down at all the people walking the streets in the market. The ladies were wearing long, colorful cotton dresses and very large hats. Several vintage cars were sputtering along the streets, but there were horses and carriages as well. They left it behind them and soon came to a border station. A large sign announced, Border, Sweden. Elizabeth stopped abruptly. Do you think we'll be allowed to go into Sweden? The angel fluttered around her like an overgrown butterfly. They won't dare stop a pilgrimage, he replied. Besides, it's only a few weeks since Norway had the same king as Sweden. May I look at your angel watch again? Ephiriel stretched out his arm. The watch said 1905. Then they sped, past two border guards, and the lamb and the sheep first, and Elisabeth Hansen and the angel Ephiriel just behind them. Halt! shouted the border guards. In the name of the law! But they were already far into Sweden, and they had come a few years closer to the birth of Jesus. Joachim sat up in bed. So that was why there was a picture of a vintage car in the advent calendar. That was why it had suddenly become summer. Joachim quickly locked the piece of paper with the story of Elizabeth and the angel Ephiriel in the secret box. Afterwards, he sat for a long time, thinking over what he had read. Elizabeth hadn't just set off after the lamp and followed it into the woods. She had begun to run back in time as well. She had already come to the year 1905. But she was going all the way to Bethlehem when Jesus was born. Joachim knew that it happened almost 2,000 years ago. He was old enough to know that you can't really run back in time, but it was possible to do it in your thoughts. At school he had heard that a thousand years to mankind can be as one single day to God, and the angel Ephiriel had told Elizabeth that nothing is impossible for God. Could Elizabeth and the angel really have run back in time? He heard Mama on the landing. She came into his room and asked, Have you opened the advent calendar? He nodded and Mama looked at the picture in the calendar. A vintage car, she exclaimed. She sounded surprised, almost disappointed. Perhaps she thought there should be a picture of angels and Christmassy things every day. It's because Elizabeth and the angel Ephiriel have run to Sweden at the time when vintage cars like that were brand new, said Joachim. They are going to run all the way to Bethlehem. You're a real little storyteller, said Mama, patting him on the head. Then she went into the bathroom. Joachim felt a little tickle in his stomach when he thought about all the clever things he knew about, which Mama and Papa believed he was just making up. He decided something even cleverer. On Christmas Eve, he'd put together all the pieces of paper that had come from the magic advent calendar and placed the package under the Christmas tree. Then he would write to the best mama and papa in the world on the outside. This idea made him look forward to Christmas even more. But it isn't always good to look forward to something. It could be boring too if it took too long time to come. When he looked forward to something terribly exciting, it could almost give him a headache. That afternoon, Papa complained that he still hadn't found his driver's license. In that case, he wasn't really supposed to drive, said Mama. 
But when Papa heard that, he snorted like a steam engine.